This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, an immediate post-practice edition. Uh, David Lake joined by our fall camp correspondent, Gabby Urrutia, as I am still on quarantine. Uh, everything's good that in that regard, but just got to abide by the protocols. Before we jump into it, want to thank everyone who took advantage of our 75% off subscription deal at Inside the U. Had so, so, so many signups, and it means so much that you guys support us like that. Thank you. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Gabby, let's get into it. Um, let's start with the big kind of, I guess, injury news that everyone was looking out for while practice while you could see things, I guess. Um, not sure we got much clarity, to be honest, uh, but left tackle Zion Nelson and defensive tackle Nesta Jade Silvera were both not seen at practice at all again, right? Like they weren't off to yeah. the side with the injury, injured guys, correct? Yeah, no, they were they were no shows. I think it was the fourth consecutive practice. At least for Zion, I think it was the fourth consecutive practice, from what I recall. So, Manny Diaz spoke to the media after uh, the practice. What did he have to say about those two players in particular? Yeah, um, you know, he made it seem like it was mostly just like precautionary. He said it was something like lingering from before. Um, you know, nothing too serious. It was nothing surgical, which uh, I think is the probably the biggest news to come out of that, that it was nothing that is going to keep these guys out for a long period of time. He did make it seem like both those guys are going to be ready for their opener on September 4th against Alabama. So that's obviously huge news. Those are two starters for Miami. Um, so, you know, I think it's a, I, I think, you know, obviously it's concerning at this point that they have been out there, but it was good to get some sort of just, you know, understanding of what that situation really looks like. What do we make of it? Do we buy it? How do you I view this? I don't, I, I buy that it's not surgical. Um, I would assume again, just assume that maybe he's underselling it a little bit. These aren't guys just like right. standing off to the side or anything like that. These guys are like nowhere to be seen, which kind of tells me there's treatment involved. Um, right. You know, long periods of treatment involved, potentially some sort of rehabilitation going on because Again, they're not even coming out at, I, again, really it's the first 40, 45 minutes of practice that we're seeing it. Maybe they're around later on. Who knows? I guess there's no real way of knowing there, but while we've been there, uh, those guys have basically been MIA. So who really knows, but not super sold that it's, uh, you know, just purely precautionary. So it'll be something to keep monitoring, I guess, as we can get out and watch practice when we can. Um, Quarterback Derek King, I don't think there's anything really to worry about at all. 
I kind of view this more as like them giving an opportunity to Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia to show what they could do. But explain, like, was Derek King fully dressed out? Was he participating in any portion of practice? Explain what was going on there with him during the viewing period. Yeah, I mean, he was participating in every portion of practice except that 11 on on 11, David. And yeah, I think it's exactly what you were just sort of getting to. I think it was just an opportunity to see how Tyler Van Dyke sort of operated with the first team offense. Same deal for Jake Garcia, who kind of got the bump up with the twos. So just a chance to see how Jake Garcia sort of operated again with just one unit higher. Um, that That's what I would assume. Again, it's really only one series. So each of them probably got, you know, three or four plays. Right. And then, uh, you know, sort of rotated. So again, it's nothing like, to, it's nothing huge. It's nothing to base anything, base an opinion off of what you're seeing in those right. three or four reps. But it is notable that, uh, you know, they're starting to work those guys in. And you've seen a little bit of load management, um, you know, with some of the other players and stuff like that. So this was probably just their way of just not having De'Aaron King do so much on Thursday. And then Chance Williams, the backup defensive end, gonna be a or expected to be a part of the rotation you did see him out there at practice right but he was limited still or or working off to the side explain what he was doing yeah so chance was he was there and he was walking around with the team when they're going through individual drills and stuff like that with the rest of the defensive linemen but when they did the 11 on 11 portion it was jabari ishmael that you know went instead of him he was seen working in the sand it's alongside Dad Franklin, the running freshman running back, and Quentin Williams, the second-year defensive lineman. Um, so he was doing that, but he was also kind of doing a little bit more than th- those guys were doing. So, again, I think it's a positive sign. I asked Coach Diaz after practice about Chance Williams' status. He said he's probably a day or two away of being a, from being a full go. So it seems like, you know, not much to worry about with Chance. Uh, you know, obviously having a, a big fall camp and to be a guy that contributes in 2021. So not, again – yeah. From what Coach Diaz says, not a whole ton there, but who really Yeah, it knows? seemed like Chance might be still held out of the scrimmage on Saturday, but it sounds like he'll be a full go on Monday. So we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. You, you mentioned Jabari Ishmael back. I think that's worth noting, right? Because that means he's now a second-team uh, defensive end with Chance Williams being held out. Jabari Ishmael is a true freshman. But he's back from it looked like maybe, I guess now, a minor little neck deal because you saw him in a neck brace a week or two ago, right, Gabby? Yeah, I mean, he was he was standing there inside the IPF in a neck brace. Um, you know, coaches was asked about it. He said that he just had something minor, and I guess that's the protocol for whatever it was that he went through. But, I mean, right. apparently – it always looks – I mean, you see someone in a neck brace and you're just like, you know, that can't be good. But um, it's good to see that it was just something that was very manageable and that he was able to sort of be a full participant in, uh, in Thursday's practice. And good news at defensive end as well, DeAndre Johnson, who's expected, I think, to be a starter this year for Miami. He's definitely in the rotation at the very least. The Tennessee transfer seemed like he was fully back, right? Yeah, he was running. Yeah, he was he was fully back. He was going through everything. They had him running with the twos, uh, with Zach McLeod getting the the starting at least at least the first team reps with the with the ones and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I would expect DeAndre Johnson as you know, just sort of highlighted him as a guy that could potentially end up starting for for Miami definitely. And then backup linebacker Tyreek Austin Cave 
back in action as well. He's not really in the mix with the first or second team right now, but regardless, good to see him back. Let's get into kind of some little depth chart movement, I think, uh, since the Tuesday practice that you observed. Uh, in terms of the first team stuff, um, I mean, you mentioned with Derek out or being load managed, I guess, during 11 on 11, Tyler Van Dyke got some reps with the first team. That's cool. Uh, but I think really the thing to touch on that was notable was on defense, right? Amari Carter was working with the first team defense at striker um, instead of Gilbert Frierson. What do you make of that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Amari Carter is an experienced guy, you know, and, you know, I feel like even back when Gravels just kind of got eyes on him over the summer during like Miami's open camps that he was walking around. I mean, to me, he looked like a guy that was just in great shape. So again, this is a veteran guy that's obviously played a lot of football for Miami. So not super surprising to see him take like, you know, get some reps with the one. I don't see that being a permanent deal. I think Gilbert Frierson was just really good last year and it feels like he's their guy, but I'm not surprised to see Amari Carter sort of just getting some looks with the ones just, uh, you know, I think sure. he's earned that at, at some point, you know, throughout his career. So I'm not sort of looking at that and being like, Oh, Amari Carter is going to be the starting striker. But um, I think it also is a testament to the depth of the position and, you know, how he sure. feel comfortable rotating him in and having him just be a regular contributor right there with Gil. And then the second team, uh, particularly on offense, right? There was some movement there. Uh, particularly at wide receivers with the freshmen, all three of them, Romello Brinson, Jacoby George, Rashard Smith, getting elevated to that second team. Uh, earlier in the week, offensive coordinator Rhett Lashley said he wanted to get those guys in with the second, maybe even the first team to kind of see how they competed against the first and second team defensive backs. Um, and it seemed like there was, it was particularly interesting how they were using Brashard Smith, right? Gabby, tell us what you noticed there. Yeah, so Brashard Smith was actually in the backfield with, with Jalen Knighton, uh, who got the second team reps. I guess Don Chaney, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, Don Chaney wasn't that guy. So, um, But regardless, I mean, Brashard Smith and Jalen Knighton uh, kind of in the backfield at the same time, which, I mean, I found it to be a really interesting package. Like, I mean, I put it on our VFP message board. Um, you know, at one point during the 2021 cycle, Brashard Smith was considered an all-purpose back. So not super surprising to see Miami sort of utilizing, you know, everything that he sort of has in his toolbox. Uh, and, and I mean, will we see him there during the season? Who knows? But I think it's something that I think Miami's always trying to be creative on offense and, you know, to find a way to get the ball in his hands in certain situations, whether it's now early in his career or down the road, um, it's, it's, not, it's not surprising. So uh, I thought that was a pretty interesting formation, David. What do you sort of make of that? Yeah, sure let me ask you it. this. And I don't know if you saw all of it. Just, I mean, things are happening fast out there, right? And, and I'm putting you on the spot. But I'm curious, like, on that play, did they motion Richard? Like, did he line up in the slot? And did they motion him into the backfield with Jalen Knighton? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was like, that was like first play where I was just sort of like trying to figure out right. who, who was where, um, you know, uh, Chris, no, he probably won't have the video. Cause I don't think that's during the video portion of practice, but I mean, I could ask, we got to have, I, I know there's more eyes on that. So we're going to have, to yeah, no, I was just curious like what it looked like. I, I think it's interesting, honestly, that cause look, coaches know when the media is watching practice. Right. Yeah. And so, they definitely pick and choose what they want the media to see and then report, 
right? So I just find it interesting that there's this kind of gamesmanship going on um, with Miami kind of showing that wrinkle during a media viewing portion of practice, uh, you know, essentially giving Alabama something else to prepare for. Now, is Alabama going to spend a ton of time preparing for Brashard Smith? Who knows? But it's still a little wrinkle that now Alabama will have to uh, be aware of, you know, maybe even waste time addressing, right? So that's that's kind of what I make of it. And and yeah, honestly, like I think Brashard Smith is is it is that type of player that that can do that, right? He's got a very to me, he has a running back build, kind of a sturdy guy, thick guy, um, and like you said, he's very fast. Anyway, you can get the ball in his hands. Um, a big play could happen. Um, let's go on to kind of the post-practice interviews. You touched on some of the stuff Manny Diaz uh, discussed in terms of uh, the injuries. Was there anything else notable that, that he mentioned? I guess he mentioned the scrimmage is on Saturday, and, and he's curious to see how that competition is on Saturday, scrimmage number two. Was there anything else worth noting that, that Coach Diaz talked about following practice? I mean, um, I, I guess a couple things like, you know, obviously, you know, COVID is still a very real thing, David. I know you're, you know, dealing with that in your home. Um, so one of the questions was asked about, you know, the vaccination rates because the ACC did announce today that if you basically can't play a game, you're going to forfeit, you're going to get that loss. The other team is going to get the win. Um, right. So someone asked him about that. It seems like Miami's over the, you know, the vaccination percentage threshold. I think he said they're about 87%. So it seems like Miami is in a good position to not really have to, you know, be good. in any of those situations where they're going to have to forfeit a game. So definitely something to note there. I mean, he talked highly about, you know, Keontra Smith, uh, you know, yeah. about what he's been doing. He noted that, you know, some of the freshmen he does expect to contribute basically said like flat out, like Elijah Arroyo is going to have a role in this offense. Not super surprising based on what you and I've seen David and, right. you know, just what we sort of expected from him coming in. Um, so I think that's a positive sign of just where that tight end room is sort of trending uh, behind Will Mallory. And, you know, I think that's a, I think that's a good uh, sort of rundown. Yeah, it does seem like, you know, I mean, he's going to have to do it again in scrimmage number two, but it does seem like Keontre is kind of locking up that weak side linebacker spot. Fair to say, you think? Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. And I think again with Keontre, I think it, I think it kind of ties him into Corey flag, you know, again, Corey flag's still gonna have to earn that, but it feels like that's going to be the starting linebacker duo against Alabama. And, you know, Navon Donaldson talked, Jared Harrison Hunt, and Keyshawn Smith. Anything notable from those three guys worth touching on here? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Navon, I thought Navon Donaldson had one, probably one of the better interviews of the of the fall so far. I feel like he was very transparent about, uh, you know, what he had to deal with last year. You know, not being able to play. He said that he couldn't put pressure on one of his legs for for up to six months. Uh, he said wow. it took a toll on him physically, mentally. That you know, he had a really, really hard time. Uh, you know, he had to learn a lot about himself and, you know, figure a lot of things out. I feel like uh, that situation really put things into perspective for him um, and just, you know, as a football player, as a person. So I thought that was a really good interview. Uh, again, I recommend everyone listen to that. Um, well, so Jared Harrison Hunt was good, you know, just kind of talked, um, you know, just about his development and stuff like that. A former basketball player just talked about how he's still sort of learning the game. 
Um, Keyshawn Smith was, you know, really, again, really well-spoken, a guy that's coming in here, doesn't feel like he's earned anything, even though it's, it seems like it's pretty surefire that he's going to start against Alabama. Uh, you know, he wasn't talking about himself as a starter, saying that a lot of guys are getting with the ones. There's still a lot of competition there. Um, you know, those just, you know, saying all the right things you want to hear from a guy. You don't want every, anyone to ever feel like they just like hadn't have anything unlocked. Uh, had some good things to say about the young wide receivers and and things like that and stuff that he's learned from King and Harley. He said De'Ara King looks better than he did even last year, like from when he got here. So, yeah, that's that's a positive in terms of just like, you know, how that quarterback situation is trending with De'Ara King. So, you know, I, I think um I think overall it's been – I thought overall is a pretty good a pretty good Thursday session. Did Navon say – what he's weighing now? Did he did he get into that he at all? Didn't. Someone uh, someone uh, asked him, and he was not ready to divulge that. Not right. sure why, but he like he, someone asked like, "How much did you have to lose, and how what are you at now?" And he just wasn't wanting to talk about that. How do he look to you, just body type wise? You know, being that close up to him. Yeah, did he, no, look he looks in good shape. He he does. I mean, I've seen him around too. I've seen him at a couple of Miami Central games. Um, you know, saw him at their. I believe those are spring game or something. Yeah, I think those are spring game. I saw him walking around. You know, he's he's looked good to me. He continues to just impress me with the way he looks. I mean, really looks like a true guard, like a people mover, someone that Miami – that's definitely going to help, you know, Miami's run game specifically just sort of take that next step. That's obviously a big, like, next step for this offense. I think Devon Donaldson is in a really good position to help, you know, sort of progress that. All right. Anything else to, to touch on here from the practice or should we get out of here now, Gabby? No, I think, uh, I, th- I mean, practice wise was pretty much it. You know, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty straightforward day. Um, you know, got a lot from Manny Diaz in terms of just getting updates on guys, injuries and stuff like that. So, um, you know, overall, I think it was a, it's one of those situations where it is what it is. And uh, you know, we got a lot of it. Yeah. So it sounds like Friday will probably be a light practice for the team. No media access. Saturday scrimmage, no media access. And uh, following that scrimmage number two, I would assume Sunday they'll have the day off and then it's kind of full go on Alabama prep. So uh, season's getting closer and closer. It is moving day for depth chart position battles at scrimmage two. So definitely will be interesting how all that shakes out uh, appreciate you guys listening gabby good stuff thanks for uh taking one for the team and being there for me and uh till next time guys take care okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.